They just continue to take orders from Donald Trump, their puppet master in chief, who has directed them uh, to persecute and to go after uh, Joe Biden, which may take the form of an illegitimate impeachment inquiry. But how it is hard for us to keep up with this president uh, who is constantly, constantly working every day to get things done and making sure that we are delivering for the American people. And that's what, and I think that's what matters. I want to thank, of course, our nation's champion, President Biden, for your leadership and commitment. And Bidenomics is just another way of saying restoring the American dream. He has his finger on the pulse on what it is that the American people need. He talks about issues that really matter to the American people, and he is delivering. Is there more work to be done? There's always more work to be done, but we are happy to take that on. Oh, back to school, back to school, to prove to dad that I'm not a fool. Oh, back to school, back to school, back to it is August 30th, 2023. Welcome to The Daily Rob. You can find Rob all across the internet. Check the All My Links. It has all of his socials. And without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, and culture's hero, the one and only Rob Smith. Hello, Stu. Hello, everybody out there in Rob is Right Land. Do you remember the Michigan Attorney General, Dana Nessel? She's the one who got blackout drunk at the Michigan State Michigan game. Then she wrote some stuff stupid diatribe about diatribe about it. Well, she's the attorney general of Michigan, and she's the one who has indicted the alternate electors in Michigan under the theory that they knew it was an honest election, blah, blah, blah. And of course, we've had alternative electors for a long, long time. Anyway, um, more lawfare, but we re- have reported on this voter fraud in Muskegon, Michigan, where a lady with GBI strategies um, dropped off between ten and ten between ten and twelve thousand registration forms um, to the clerk's office. Clerk's office calls up the Michigan State Police, and now we have learned that they actually did an audit, an investigation, and they found out that uh, all, or at least practically all, of the GBI submitted forms were frauds. They actually looked at the registration forms, found out that they uh, were fake. That's ten to 12,000 in one little town. And we know GBI was uh, involved in multiple states and got all, millions and millions and millions of dollars from dark money sources. But this bitch, Dana Nessel, um, she has indicted these folks saying there's no record of any fraud when she was the one who didn't do the investigation of the fraud that was found. So anyway, speaking of fraud and corruption, um, Hunter Biden's laptop has found an email. Well, um, I guess it's congressional sources have found an email addressed to Robert L. P- Peters in which Hunter Biden is copied on this email to President Persenko, Prosenko in Ukraine. Now, why? Who is Robert L. Peters? One of Joe Biden's aliases. 
So why is a citizen being copied on an email from President Biden to the president of Ukraine? Why is Hunter Biden being copied on that? And this gets to another finding of the last day or two is there have there are now over 5,000 emails at the National Archives. Um, this has been recently confirmed by the National Archives through a FOIA response. Um, and Joe Biden has these um, separate accounts. One is RobinWare456 at Gmail. One is JRBWare at gmail.com. And one is Robert L. Peters at pci.gov. Now, what's the president, vice president of the United States doing with 5,100 alternative emails? Um, anyway, Congress, the congressional committees have uh, stated they want to get to the bottom of this, but you know that you're going to see the same old uh, play where the National Archives will find an excuse as to why they can't release this. It'll be litigation. It'll go on forever. But obviously, just like Hillary Clinton and her 33,000 emails, when she was selling influence at the State Department, these emails are definitely going to prove that Vice President Biden was selling influence and taking bribes from foreign nationals. Um, an outrageous thing that happened is a boy, 12-year-old boy in Colorado, goes to school with a Gadsden flag patch on his backpack. They kick him out of school for that. And the, and the reason is that the school system says that this Gadsden flag is racist. Now, this in and of itself shows why we should shut down all the public schools in America for a school system that, you know, all these um, principals and administrators, they're doctors, they have PhDs in education and things of that nature. But if they're so stupid and ignorant of American history that they think the Gadsden flag is a racist symbol, then let's just shut down all the public schools. That's what I say. Speaking of schools, the Cheater School down in Chapel Hill, um, North Carolina, uh, as you may know, there was a fellow shot there yesterday. Um, the, the student who shot the professor, uh, let's see, his name is um, Tally Key. He was educated at the Wuhan labs in China. The, the guy who was shot is an associate professor in the Department of Applied Physical Sciences named Zizi Yang. We know that the University of North Carolina was involved in the Wuhan labs and they were actively fabricating a virus at Chapel Hill. Um, one would have to surmise that maybe this murder has something to do with the Wuhan virus and with information that somebody doesn't want to get out. That's all I have to say about that. Um, more election fraud. 
uh, it was just reported that that um, the ACLU had access to the Georgia registration electronic network, and they were given personal computers and 255 ACLU workers had these personal computers where they could go online into the Fulton County registration system, cancel ballots, change ballots, and vote ballots online. Now, Georgia was only supposedly won uh, by Biden by 11,000 votes. Well, 255 times uh, times 50, um, that is 12,500 votes right there. All these guys had to do was change 50 votes apiece. Uh, but, of course, Donald Trump is indicted because he questioned the election. Another thing that was um, found out or reported was Fulton County ordered 880,000 ballots, uh, blank ballots, right before the election. They came in and they have no stubs on them. Well, when you do a paper ballot, it has a, a stub so everybody can vote a number. These had no stubs. So it's per it's impossible to trace where the ballots came from. Pope Francis said something um, that I think is going to come back to haunt him. As you know, he's very progressive, and um, but he shamed uh, conservative Catholics backwards uh, during a meeting with Portuguese Jesuits. Now, to me, that sounds like a Hillary Clinton deplorable comment. And uh, I think the base of the Catholic Church is about had it with him. Of course, he's old as the hills anyway. But, um, you know, this could I don't know what you do when you in the Catholic Church and the canons of kicking a pope out of his office. But I think, you know, there's probably a movement um, to do that. I think there's been a movement to do that, Stu, for a while. Um, anyway, uh, Alan Dershowitz says... <laughs> that if you just look at the Washington January 6th indictment alone, um, they've set a trial date for March the 4th. He said that President Trump and his defense attorneys would have to review 71,000 exculpatory documents a day before the trial. I mean, the unfairness of what's going on is historic and tyrannical, of course. If you do the arithmetic, that trial is now scheduled for March 4th with 12.6 million papers that have been turned over as exculpatory. It would require the defense to read 71,000 pages per day between now and the time of the trial. So we're seeing a lot of misinformation being given to the public. It's also been reported, along with this whole lawfare stuff, that senior aides to Jack Smith, um, you know, the special prosecutor in the case, met at the White House three times before um, the case was brought, uh, obviously indicating that the whole January 6th case in Washington uh, was orchestrated from the White House. Uh, and finally, a bit of levity here. Uh, Biden yesterday claimed 
that he convinced Strom Thurmond to vote for the Civil Rights Act. But pause for just a moment. I thought things had changed. I was able to literally, not figuratively, talk Strom Thurmond into voting for the, for the Civil Rights Act before he died. And I thought, well, maybe there's real progress. But hate never dies. It just hides. It hides under the rocks. Well, the Civil Rights Act, I think every student who graduated from high school should know this, was in 1964. At the time, Joe Biden was 21 years old. <laughs> he, he didn't know Strom Thurmond. It's just bizarre how he says things like this. And really, nobody ever calls him on it. But does he really believe this stuff? I think he does. I think he's he, he's a legend in his own mind. So anyway, Stu, that's the news I got. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, I definitely see Joe Biden as a Walter Mitty-like figure, you know, <laughs> aggrandizing himself. It's just so bizarre. Um, he's a bizarre man. <laughs> And of course, he showers with his own daughter. I mean, he kisses his daughter on the lips. I mean, these people are just sickos. Yeah. That's what I got, Stu. Not everybody I, can be Boy Scouts like we can, Stu. Okay, I'll catch you. So you were an Eagle Scout when you were, what, eight years old? Is that right? I, I got to second class. All right. Okay. I dropped out. I, I don't even know if I made uh, Tenderfoot because... Uh, when I was, how old are you? 10 years old in the Boy Scout? In Warsaw, the church softball games were the same nights that the um, the Boy Scouts met. And if you wanted to chase skirt as a 10-year-old, you couldn't do it with the Boy Scouts. You had to go to the softball game. So I had to make a decision, Stu. It's all good. All right. See <laughs> okay. you. See Bye. Ya. Bye.